What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? One and all to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me is not Lucas. Lucas is still taking some time off due to some family stuff, but don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to try and bore you with the solo show again. I did find somebody else to come and hang out, and, uh, you know, it's a nice little surprise. My, uh, my good friend from the other coast in the wrong time zone, I stayed up late to start the show with him. That's right. Dat Ninja Dev is on the show. Welcome, Dev. What's good, everybody? So glad to be back on Prime, the flagship show, as you say, you know. So you don't have to, you know, bore the world with another solo show, which actually was was really nice. And I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't like it. I, I have such a hard time doing it. And like, that's that's a good thing about having that partner because you can bounce mm-hmm. back and forth. You don't have to talk the whole time. But when you do, you're like gosh, I need to make sure I have plenty of stuff to talk about and that I don't just either drag it out too long or I mm-hmm. rush through it and take five minutes. But uh, it's nerve-wracking. Yep. I know a couple of people. Jason's done it a few times, and he's he's really good at it. But yeah, I don't know. But I uh, think you nailed it. You nailed oh, it, man. No, no, no worries. I appreciate you being here. And you must be excited because you get to podcast with somebody semi-normal that won't go yeah. off on tangents and argue the whole time. And You know... I I, I so don't nice. I don't think we're going to talk about any CW shows tonight. I don't think we're going to talk wrestling. Um, I'm unless, not going to yell into the microphone. Reason, you know, Gilmore Girls comes up, then you might go off on a tangent. So I'm 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 rewatching <laughs> Gilmore Girls right now. Actually, I'm on like season five. God. So. Uh, why? Why? What is it about that show? I doubt. Uh, you know what? No, we're not doing this. Uh, this is. Oh no! You you open Pandora's box, man. That's it. Now this is just like PSXP. <laughs> So, for me, what it is, to be completely honest, and it, maybe it'll make sense. Have you watched The West Wing? No. Okay, so you haven't seen The West Wing. I assume you've never watched Gilmore Girls, just based on the joke. Not at all. Okay. No. So, the dialogue in both of those shows are startlingly, startlingly similar. They are both very fast-paced shows where everyone talks. It's like, blah, 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 Sarcasm. Um, you know, wit, stuff like that are in both shows. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I like. So I find them both just to be comfort shows, drastically different shows. Don't get me wrong, Wrestling and Gilmore Girls, but they're both framed the same way. And they Got both it. have a singular character I can greatly relate to as almost being like a reflection of what I am. And that's kind of mm-hmm, also what mm-hmm. I like it too. And to be completely honest is, is when there's no new TV shows on, uh, my wife and I kind of just binge something we've already seen before. And we kind of go through the rotation of things. And gosh, I don't even remember when Netflix brought back Gilmore Girls for like that one mini series they did. It had to be at least mm-hmm. two years ago now, if not three. That's the last time we ever watched the show. So it's kind of like, okay, well, we go through the loop. We do The Office again. We did West Wing again. We did, you know, we just go through all the shows. We end up back on the same comfort stuff. And it's just TV that we have on and we don't necessarily pay attention. We just let it go, you know. Nice. Yeah. We pretty much only watch two things. And that's The Simpsons and The Twilight Zone. That's it. We don't actually go through anything else. Just The Simpsons and The Twilight Zone. I would totally do that, but my wife will not tolerate either one of those shows. So. You know what's the worst part about it? We fall asleep to the Twilight Zone. That's just for some reason. That's understandable though. To fall asleep to it. I, you talking like, about the OG one or the new one? Oh yeah, the OG. We okay, we have, we've never seen the new stuff. It's I didn't watch the, the new old, stuff either. OG stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love when they do the. Was it New Year's Day? They do the marathon on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, she, but I mean, it's, they're all on Netflix that. now anyway, so I watch it there. But it's just like that was always traditionally like leave it on. You watch it. It's the same episodes every year. You'll you remember it. As it starts, to be like, oh, I know yep. what's going to happen this one. You still watch it. Exactly. Every so, now and again, I'll come across an episode that I haven't seen, and it's probably because I was asleep when it came on. Yeah, oh, sure. Completely. <laughs> that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, okay. So, there's our tangent. See? See what you did? Um, I do have to say um, thank you to some very special folks, of course. Our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So, special thank yous to Mike Masick. Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallharbor, Paul Calico, Kyle Hammond, Grouchy Surge, Chris M., you, Dev, and Josh the Bonesaw Borboni. Uh, 
And also, as we're recording this on Thursday, uh, I do have to say, hold your jokes, Dev. A very special happy birthday to my buddy who intros the show each and every week, Mr. Justin Warner. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Justin. Yeah. (laughs) Justin, sure. (laughs) Jesse just finished recording another show. It's not me. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if that just happens to work out perfectly, I wouldn't be slowing it here. Start another. <laughs> Your new room looks amazing. I don't know what you're talking about slumming it. That looks great. You've got all this stuff, uh, whole but, new computer setup. It's all, it's all, you got lights and things. I don't know who's slumming it. Well, that's true. But I mean, I, they're all just Amazon deals. I don't Donnie it where I'll buy stuff that's like top of the line. I buy the cheap ones, you know, but I can do stuff like hey. that. Oh, you fancy! But the, see, that doesn't work for people that are listening and not watching. Yeah, yeah, you got to see it. He's got, <laughs> he's got all of the flashing lights, all the RGBs. My wife, my wife won't let me do that here. She's like, "You're not putting up any lights at all. Stop it." See, so. I so I have it here, and I have them in the bedroom. So yeah. we we have it lined uh, up. So like at the end of the night, we don't have the bright lights on the room. We don't have like the little lamp on the end table. I got the the LED lights around the around the ceiling in the bedroom. So both yeah. my daughters yeah, do too. But- the two daughters. We have a so. Christmas tree. My wife has this little itty bitty Christmas tree that's by the TV that she likes for her nightlight. Basically, does she change it for the holidays? We like just got it this year. Oh, no, okay. we just got it this year. So it's the silver one, and she's like, "I'm not taking it down. I like the lights." So it just she should redecorate up. it for each holiday. That's a lot of work. <laughs> people, people do that holiday tree. And just I know. It. I've seen that. I'm just like, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not privy to that. Not no. Mm-mm. But. All right, let's let's get down to business now. Let's talk some video games. That's what we're here to do, somewhat, I guess. Um, let's get down to business. It's true. I'll go first because I don't really have much to say. Uh, since finishing the medium last week, and uh, I still haven't written my review because I don't know what to say and kind of how to tie it all together, but uh, I am working on that. The only other game I've played since then has been The Division 2. So I went back to it. You know, the next-gen patch came out. Uh, load times are much quicker. Uh, visually, it looks a little bit better, but I didn't have a problem with the way it looked before anyway. So yeah. um, that hasn't been an issue for me, but I, I'm digging it. And and you've played The Division 2, right? Yes, I have. I played it mostly on PC and then jumped into it on PlayStation 5 very recently after they dropped the patch. And I'm actually going to be playing it tonight with a couple of buddies. So Now, when you played it the first time, did you play solo or did you play with buddies the whole time? Um, I barely played it. So I played oh, okay. a little bit solo and then we played like one night where it was like me, Donnie, Garrett, and I think Sean, we all played for a little bit. And that was the one time I actually hadn't played with friends, but for the most part, division has always been a game that I just kind of played solo. That's so. yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing. Like I'm open to playing with other people, but it's like, I'm just kind of playing it when I have time and I, I dig these missions. And, and I mean, you know, some of these missions are long. They're not necessarily yeah. like a five, 10 minute thing. You might be 20, 30 minutes on the same mission as you mm-hmm. creep through different things. So it's a little bit hard to sometimes rally up people and be like, okay, we need 30 minutes. You can't drop out on those guys. We got to finish this. So, um, yeah. but I'm digging it. I am digging it. Yeah. And I, I will have more stuff to talk about kind of over the next couple of weeks. I, I just got uh, two review assignments. In fact, Ooh. I think, I think February is going to be busy for me because it's been a while since I've done that. But um, one is, Actually, one I won't be able to talk about for a while as far as reviewing. Um, okay. It's called Dry Drowning. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me get the uh, synopsis here for you. Uh, I don't even... <laughs> so it's going to be on Nintendo Switch. It did come out on... Uh, it's already out on, on PC, and it's coming to PlayStation 4. So it's beyond PS5 then, too, of course. And it's a visual novel. Um, Dry Drowning is an investigative thriller-oriented visual novel set in the futuristic dystopian universe of Novo Polemos. A shady socio-political situation dragging everything down to the abyss. A serial killer drawing strength from his darkness. A tormented detective and his assistant craving for redemption. Dry Drowning challenges the player to find the truth going through ambiguous characters, riddles, clues, and unexpected events while telling an extremely compelling and mature story. There's uh, choices. There's 150 different story branches with three completely wow. different endings. Um, heavy moral choices, uh, 20 hours of gameplay, time travel, psychological interrogations, and an original soundtrack written just for the game uh, with more than two hours of live music that was recorded for the tracks. So, wow. Yeah. That's really kind of like I say, it just seemed like a, a different type of thing. So I said, yeah, I'll do this one. We'll see. We'll see what it's about. Um 
so yeah, I'll be talking about that. I can't officially do anything until the twenty second, so that might be two weeks where I can talk about that on the show. I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Okay, I can talk about it next week. You just won't hear about it until the 22nd, so it works out. It'll be on a release day. So I will talk about that. And then the other one um, is another funny one. Uh, You've seen in the past I reviewed the My Universe games where I had the the cooking one and the school teacher one. I got Mm -hmm. the vet one. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to be taking care of some pets (laughs) with my six-year-old. So she's excited because now her new thing is she wants to be a vet. So I saw the game release and I reached out and I was like, hey, you guys have been good to us. You've given me, you know, I've done two, like, I didn't ask for the first game. It was the first one I did, the teacher one. I didn't ask mm-hmm. for it. They just said, like, hey, here's a code. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Did it. And then my, my kid loved having fun with it. And then the second one came up for the for the, sh- the restaurant. And I was like, well, it's a cooking game. Mm-hmm. I have to play it. Um, so then I saw this one was released. And I was like, hey, I did the last two for you. How about you throw me this one? Like, sure. Within 20 minutes, I had the code. I'm like, okay, we're doing that. So, nice. yeah. Be talking about those next week, I guess. I wouldn't expect much from the My Universe unless you got kids. I can talk about that and give you the recommendation yeah. from there. They've been solid. My games. daughter, so, right, would love the vet one because she is a fan of all of the animals. So, yeah, yeah it looks it, check that out. Trailers up and stuff like that just came out a couple days ago. It's on Switch okay. and PS4, I think actually. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I got. Like Sweet. I said, not much to talk about for gaming. What have you been up to, sir? Besides Destiny, well, I know we know, I know yeah, Destiny's got to be on there. I mean, only because they have a new season. Like, I hadn't played Destiny for at least a month because I was done with pretty much the seasonal content from last season. But a new season started Tuesday. Um, so I've actually only played like maybe an hour mm-hmm. uh, jumping into that. But it looks like this season is actually going to be pretty solid. There's actually some really good story beats. There's a lot of stuff going on. And it's it. there's a grind this season, but it's less grindy, more rewarding. It's like they just keep like figuring out better ways to do things. So this season looks good. Plus they're bringing back a lot of D one stuff. So we have two strikes from, from destiny one, like the original strike that was in the beta and the alpha, they oh, brought wow. that back and they've kind of redone it. And so that is exciting because it just gives you that nostalgia feeling because D one was still just an amazing game. So always fun to go back with that and the guys that i'm playing division with tonight they're my fire team like that's my fire team from destiny so we're good to get into these games and be playing for several hours at a time to get stuff done so we'll probably jump into destiny um as well and then i have been playing god of war it got that uh sweet sweet ps5 60 frames 4k dynamic patch and it is just the way the game was meant to be played Mm. um so i never finished it on ps4 it just really? came out of the time yeah it came out of the oh. time where i was just super busy playing other stuff and just it other things pulled my attention so i never got the full god of war experience on ps4 so now i'm getting and i'm just like oh man and it just feels and it it feels so much better like i just cannot stress enough how much better games feel in 60 frames they just feel better to play i i cannot stress that enough so even because I started playing it like before they even announced the patch, I started playing God of War just because like I was like, I need something to play. I want to play something different with a little bit more combat based because I've been really digging. Like after playing Ghost of Tsushima, I've just really been digging melee yeah. combat games. Yep. So I played Ghost and then um, I had the itch to play, you know, Star Wars, mm-hmm. the Fallen Jedi. So I played through that and then. As soon as I started playing that, they released a patch. I was like, oh, this is going to make this experience that much better. <laughs> yep. Like, perfect. So I actually played through that to completion. And I was like, man, I'm still having this itch for this melee combat. So I was like, you know what? Let me finish God of War. So I jumped back into that. And then like a couple of days later, they announced the patch. I'm like, this is just, this is great. This works out perfectly. Just so, keep playing different games. All the patches come when you play them. It's all good. I mean, anybody want a game they want to have patched, I'll just start playing it. And maybe we'll get that 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 PS5 patch, you know? So, uh, yeah, just been really digging God of War. Um, love the combat. Love the just the story. Um, just having a really, really good time with that. And it's making me not even want to even jump back into Destiny. I'm like, I'm really digging this. Mm. So I'll be playing that and probably bouncing into the division with the homies. And that'll probably be it until April when other games come out that I want to play, like Outriders and um, Returnal. So Right, right. Yeah. Now, with the with the Destiny season stuff, is that DLC mm-hmm. for each season? Or is it like just a like a Fortnite situation where there's just new content every season, whether you pay for it or not. Well, it's paid. You have to pay for it. So like, for example, if you have it on game pass, you don't get the seasonal content. You got just the, the big launch 
So you got the every every September they come with a, a launch, basically an expansion. Yep. So that expansion is free in Game Pass, but then you have seasonal content that comes. You can buy this that you can buy one pass that just covers all the seasons or whatnot. Um. So every I think there's four seasons per year. The original expansion also comes with the season for that. So you get the expansion plus the season to start off in September. This year it happened to be November, and then usually the next the next season usually starts in December because but because it got pushed back to November, this new season started in. February and it goes until until I want to say May and then there's another season in in May that'll go until September when the next expansion and next season starts so you get four seasons throughout the year it is a paid pass it is DLC that you pay for that has additional story content up the level uh, up the level cap um and will be like new seasonal activities as well as new like game modes and stuff like that gotcha new skins like gear and stuff like that too dropping yes Okay. Yep, new gear, new weapons, all that good stuff that us Destiny diehards love to chase. Of course. So, that makes sense. Yeah. I got I forgot to mention this too. I got an email right before we got started from Ubisoft. And I was invited into the Watchdogs Legion technical test for the oh. online mode. The verses that they're launching. I thought they already had an online mode. I thought it was already Nope. The verses hadn't huh. gone live. None of the DLC has gone live. It's just been the core game. That's been it. Um, you know, so they, you've invited to participate in the upcoming Watch Those Legion online mode technical test. Uh, technical test, you'll play the work in progress online mode of the game where you'll be joined by our most elite and engaged Legion players. We'd like to hear feedback from the test and help us improve the experience before launch. Now, you can't stream it. You can't take pictures. Technically, yeah. you can't. This is like no texting, but I don't see how that makes sense because they can't tell if people are doing that they're like no no recording or streaming is allowed you'll be removed from technical test if you do so i got this at 8 57 p.m my time mm-hmm. the test is from 9 a.m this morning <laughs> until 10 p.m tomorrow when well, the heck am i supposed to play this if i wanted to jump in i'm like first off i'd have right. to re-download the game because i just haven't been playing it i was waiting for the dlc to drop so i was like i'm not gonna play mm-hmm. it until it comes out so i'm like give me Two days, which is short anyway, but I can accept that because tests sometimes go two or three days. But you didn't tell mm-hmm. me until half the first day was over. The second half of the first day, I'm be sleeping. So yeah, I don't know what. I, don't know I hate yourself, when man. companies do that because I get those too, and it's just like y'all have these technical tests like oddest times of the day. Like I'm either sleep or at work when you're trying to have these tests. I don't, I can't participate. So it's like right. uh, thanks, but I can't help you. It's so, like, well, why didn't I get that email yesterday at nine right. o'clock? So I'd be like, all right, first thing in the morning, I can hop on and play it or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know. If I have like, time, I'll check it out. If I, if I can, I'll talk about it next week. But I, I don't, at this point, I don't know if I got time between basically tomorrow. That's all I got time to play. So Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like they really want you to be a part of this test sitting at that late. Like, But I'm, but I'm a most valued and dedicated player, it says. You are. You are the man. I haven't even cracked open Legion. I played like the very beginning mission. I was like, I don't want to play this. It's not, it's, just, it's not the same. The, the, the lack of the characters being characters, per se. Like, mm-hmm. They give each character kind of their own personality, but it's nothing like the old crew was, you know, or nah, even man. even Aiden Pierce for that matter. Like they don't even have that type of thing. So I'm like, I'm just waiting for the DLC for the characters. Yeah. So I can play the people that have a personality. I'm like, I'll, once they drop those, if there's a way for me to restart as those characters, I 100% will do that and play the game as either Aiden or Wrench or, you know, the other two new characters they're putting in. Like, cause it just, it hurts, man. Just having these characters yeah. that are like just some dialogue text that they'll talk, but they don't really get a feel for who they are, what motivates them or anything like that. So. Yeah, especially after how just strong the characters yes. are in two. It's like, why yes. would you go to this weird anybody type of thing? It just, it just feels like such a disconnect. And it just really, I just didn't want to play. I'm just like, eh. I mean, if they want to do this whole, you know, you could be anybody thing, then just do a creative character. So if yeah, I true. wanted to make a little lady, I could just do that, but still have people like have a female, you know, voiceover artist or just a couple you know, have four or five different combinations for people to do the voice actors for the stuff and just let yeah. that go. That that been better, but I don't know. I don't want to bash it. I enjoy yeah. the game, but it's just it's not the same. You know. Yeah. But uh all right. I mean, that's that's it for what we've been playing, everybody. So it's time to jump into that mailbag, which is gonna be weird because Dev always submits a question and there's no question from Dev in the mailbag because <laughs> it's not a show. So it's a little weird, but we're gonna make it happen anyway. So it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for us to check out the messages. 
Message for you, sir. So the first one comes in from Josh, the Bonesaw. He asks, what's the appropriate time for a company slash studio to announce a release date for a game? For me, I'm getting a little frustrated with early previews, CG trailers to make it look like actual gameplay, and then delay after delay after delay. So your oh, man, Dev. It's so tough. Like, I'll be perfectly honest. I like when, um, what was it, Fallout 4. When they basically announced it, and then like three months later, we got it. Like that for me is like the perfect, the perfect way to announce a game. Like I'm okay with the with the company announcing like maybe a year out, but I don't want to go back to this E3 of dreams that Sony had, where we announced all of these great games that didn't come out for four years. Mm-hmm. Or you get a Cyberpunk that you announced like. God, it was announced back before PS4 even came out, and we yep. didn't get it until the end of the PlayStation and Xbox life, lifetime. Like, it just makes no sense. I'm with Josh. Like, I don't want to see a bunch of these concept trailers and things of that nature, the CG that makes me think I'm going to get one thing, and then we have a watchdog situation or a cyberpunk situation. Like, I just don't do that. Like, when the game is like done and you're just you're squashing bugs, you're writing, you're getting just like the final code ready. Let me know then. Like that to me is just so much more fun to 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 get an announcement, see the game, be excited for it, and then in four months or whatnot, I'm gonna play. Four months to to a year, I'm gonna play. That's awesome. Like this is the one thing that makes me miss like magazines, getting the yes. gaming magazines and stuff, and getting a preview, forgetting about it, and then getting the like the the, the actual like review right before the game is about to launch, something like that. Like I miss that. This have all of the information dumped now. Like I just. I, I don't like it as much at all. So I don't I don't want to know about a game two years, three years out. I want to know about a game no more than a year before I get to have it in my hands. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up, but you did anyway, too. Like the magazine era, like we got to remember, like we're, we're older gamers. And yeah, before then, like, hey, hey, gosh, I started doing, you know, video game related news stuff uh, back when the GameCube launched uh, and I was covering E3 for, for a website back then. And, you know, that was the one time a year we got news like live. Like that was the only mm-hmm. time we heard about, hey, this game's coming out. And that, you know, wasn't even that long ago when you think about it. But yeah, before yeah. that, it's like you got E3. So you got news then. And it wouldn't necessarily be live streamed sometimes. It would just be, hey, here's what the the actual media is seeing. And they're putting out articles. This is what we're seeing. You're not mm-hmm. seeing a live stream of anything. Um, and then the magazines. Like, okay, you got to wait for GamePro to come in each month. Or you got to wait for Nintendo Power and check out what's in there. And you don't see things in those magazines back in the day when it wasn't, you know, somewhat almost ready to show you didn't see mm-hmm. super mario brothers 3 a year before it came out you didn't see you yep. know sonic the hedgehog but you know seven months before it came out you saw it around the time it was going to come out they got you enough hype in there and you'd be ready to buy it because you also might forget about it if that's the case if they showed it eight months ahead of time and you got hype for sonic then you don't know when it comes out they got to do a whole other media push again to get that awareness right. back up so i'm with you that year like you said fallout 4 was a great example bethesda for a couple years straight they were announcing stuff at e3 and it was coming out before christmas or you know like i think february march was like the latest for games that they would announce you had like one year where it was like fallout um oh what was that dead space like one uh i can see the game pray Pray. yeah thank you pray (laughs) you had dishonored dishonored you mm-hmm. had there was like four games that came out. Oh, the Evil Within two, um, they all came out within like a five month period. They're like each month. It's kind of what Ubisoft did last year, where they had games come out every yeah. month. But you're right, like they announced them that year, and like and you're gonna play them in November, December, you know, October. That's what I like. I don't. Yes, it gets exciting to find these, you know, stories come out like, hey, you know, somebody's working on an Indiana Jones game. Somebody else is working on this open world Star Wars game. That's great. We're talking three, four, five years out probably. Right. I don't y'all just started that. Like I don't want to know about that because I'm it's not coming out for so long. Right. I'm not it's pre-ordering like, it. You don't need my hype for that. <laughs> you can't even pre-order them. Like it's not even I, that. So it, it it's just because of what we've become that we need that constant cycle of news to always happen. Um, you know, to be honest, things like that shouldn't necessarily be gaming news uh you know nintendo re-registered the zelda game trademarks i'm sure nintendo shack's talking about this right now as we're recording this show 
And it's like, okay, but Nintendo does that all the time, guys. Like, we see every time mm-hmm. they repatent their controllers, they redo things with like that. And yes, sometimes something comes of it, but a lot of times it doesn't. It's just Nintendo protecting their property so nobody else yep. can start doing that stuff. Um, now, watch, they're probably going to announce some sort of Zelda collection, but I'm just saying, like, this is something that happens all the time. This is not something we should get excited about. We should be excited about when they actually announce it. And mm-hmm. for better or worse, Nintendo has actually gotten to be a little bit better than the competition with this stuff, where they're not necessarily announcing stuff so far out in advance anymore i think animal crossing was the last one that kept getting delayed i think they learned from that that we're not going to do that we're going to announce pikmin 3 is coming out for switch and it's going to be out in three months you know mario 3d world it's going to be coming out in three months like they're, they're it's kind of their new pattern they've been going with so yeah kudos to them i'm in that spot like don't tell me a game don't tell me about a game until it's somewhat ready for you to actually show something and not that yeah. cg trailer that josh is talking about i want to see some gameplay i want to know that it's actually a project that's almost done somewhat so yeah. you have something that you're not going to see evolve and change over the next two years where what you saw at the first unveiling looks nothing like what ended up being there. Um, Cyberpunk's a great example. We saw so much early footage of that game and people like raving about it. it got like best of E3 awards where clearly whatever they played back then was not what came out because all exactly. those years later and it wasn't good anymore. Like um, those types of things. And that's kind of just the media spin where we, I wish we could just get back to this age, which will never happen with the internet. We don't need to know news yeah. all the time. The second right. something happens, I'm okay with waiting. Show yeah, me when you want to make E3 special. Going on with games just regularly that you mm-hmm. can re- be reporting on instead of it always having to be this breaking stuff, this new stuff. Like we don't need that. And also if you don't announce stuff so early, you don't have to worry about delays. If you announce it when it's almost ready to ship, you don't have to worry about upsetting people with letting with with pushing back the game because exactly. you haven't set a precedent that it's already supposed to come out. And imagine so. how much more love indie games would get if they could oh, actually yeah. be part of that press cycle. Like, hey, here's this week's releases, and we're talking about what actually comes out this week versus you know Mario coming out two months from now because that's what people mm-hmm. are all talking about, like things like that where it's. I think indie games would get a lot more love and maybe we'd find some more darlings that like people end up really liking like Hades and you know, so it was a cyber shadow that people are playing now. I think it's the name of the Ninja Gaiden kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my God. I like, watched Jason play that the other yeah. night. Woof. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's like, it, those are things that could be missed because we're talking about these games that aren't coming out. We're talking about, you know, CD right. project red, you know, cyberpunk still broken after all these patch, the patch they put out broke something else in the game and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, man, just let's talk about what's coming out. What we can actually play and, Show mm-hmm. that this is this is here and it's actually working. Let's talk about this versus this other patch that broke something else in this already broken game that was delayed seventeen times. You know, exactly. Ugh, man, we just you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. Just wait. Just hold on to it. It's okay. We're still gonna buy it and play it. There's plenty of stuff. There's always games. Yes, just wait. We, we all have a backlog. We talk about that as gamers. If if you're anything more than the person who plays, and we, we make fun of this all the time, but like the dude bro gamer, if you just play Madden and Call of Duty and nothing else, you are the only type of gamer that does not have a backlog. If you were into any other genre, guarantee you have mm-hmm. a backlog right now. If you're into open world games, if you're into first person shooters, hell, if you're into puzzle games, you have a backlog right now because there is so much stuff out there. Like Game Absolutely. Pass, all that kind of stuff. Like it makes it, it makes you have a never ending backlog. Yep. Steam sales, free games on Epic, Game Pass. Like, there's so many games that you don't have to pay for that's going to give you a backlog. Talking to you, Garrett. Stop it. Yes, Garrett needs to stop. (laughs) Like, seriously. I don't even play PC games that much, but I make sure I redeem every single Epic one. I make sure I redeem all my Amazon Prime games. I have some of these games that I got (laughs) free on three different platforms already. So I got the game three times. I never paid for it once. But, yeah, there's always stuff out there if you're just open to it and try things. Like... That's the thing, too. It's like I found a ton of games that I really, really enjoyed just by trying something because it came across and I wasn't like, oh, I need to rush and play, you know, Valhalla instead, you know. Mm-hmm. But so going from not doing it right away, stop it. You don't need to do it. Donnie's question is, as time goes on, do you think the global rise of the day one game purchases to 70 bucks might pave the way for PlayStation to adopt more current, possibly even some day one titles onto PS Now? Man, that's such a tough question. I I would love to be able to say yes, but I just feel like that is just not PlayStation's mindset. Like they're just they don't feel like they need to compete with Game Pass. They don't feel like they need to do that. Like game PlayStation Now is a service that's available. If you want to play some old games, cool. And we're gonna have some new stuff coming to it eventually. But if you wanna be here, you know, when the game drops, you're gonna have to pay for it. I think Sony understands the 
the the value of their brand and their games and they feel like they don't need to put that into you know a game pass type situation um you can't you can't buy a playstation when they come in stock you can't buy a playstation because they go so fast so why do i feel like I, why would i need to adopt this this model i understand that 70 bucks might feel like a lot but if how often do PlayStation exclusives actually come out to where you can't drop 70 on them? Like mm-hmm. you don't get that many in a year to where paying 70 for the, the PlayStation titles are going to be that bad. I don't think every game is going to be 70, but I feel like the PlayStation so, so ratchet is going to be 70 bucks. Yeah, I think so. Um, Godfall was 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine, I don't think death loop is, I think death loop is only 60. Uh, I feel like there's a couple of other games. I think Returnal is seventy dollars, but yep. those are the PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. So I can imagine those, but I don't. I don't know if we're gonna see everything jump to seventy. And even if they do, I still don't see PlayStation being like, "Yeah, nobody's buying these games at this price, so we need to put them into PlayStation now." I just I don't see that happening. To be perfectly honest, that's fair. I mean, I I'm not crazy about the seventy dollar new trend that's going out there either. But you're right. It's like if you're buying those. If the $70 games are actually games of quality, so we see things like Last of Us, Uncharted, Ratchet, like those games that you know are going to be phenomenal games, they don't mm-hmm. come across that often where you're like, man, I got to buy the seventh game this year at $70. You might do two yeah. or three, uh, depending on what, what you're looking for. Um, but you're right. Is it's I, Would I love for PlayStation to start doing a Game Pass type thing? Honestly, yeah. If they if they did that, that'd yeah. be fantastic. I don't, I don't have to buy many games anymore because of Game Pass. But mm-hmm. you're right, is... Sony doesn't have to. And I think they're looking at their sales for their exclusive games and they're seeing those numbers saying, we don't need to give it away. We have mm-hmm. to remember is that Xbox's momentum has come from them being behind and having to fight back to get back into that mainstream popularity, to be back in the conversation for things. And Game Pass has definitely done that. I'm not going to argue that with anybody. Um, yeah. But if you want to hold up, you know, before Game Pass happens, sales of like, Gears of War versus something like Uncharted. I don't think it was even close. And I think that's why Sony's like, well, we don't need to do this. So until the point that they say either we really want to try and crush Microsoft, which I don't think they have the unlimited money to to do that if they want to go toe-to-toe. But until they feel a threat, I really don't think they have to. As long as those games keep selling, there's really not an incentive for them to do it. Would it be great fan service? Absolutely. But I don't think they have to. Um, Yeah. And even with that, they can just expand the PlayStation Plus for PlayStation 5 like titles. Like there's some really good titles in there. They can add to that. We just got a 70 game that would have been 70 bucks in Destruction All Stars in PS Now, along with the Control Ultimate Edition Mm -hmm. in PlayStation Plus. So, like, if they continue to add quality games to PS Plus and you can just wait on that for a while, or they keep adding them into PlayStation Now, I don't really see the need to do the day and date thing. Especially when you talk about the fact that we've already got a backlog. And if you happen to be somebody like Donnie, who actually has Game Pass and a PS5, the fact that you're not spending games on Xbox means you have the 70 bucks to spend games on PS5. That is true. So I just I don't see it being that big of I don't I don't I don't see it being a thing that pushes them into PS now yet, if at all. I agree. I agree. So the last question we have from Garrett, which is much more on brand with PSVG Prime, is he wants to know, here's his thought-provoking question, peanut butter or Nutella? Mm. Depends on the mood that I'm in, to be perfectly honest. I don't put Nutella on a lot of things. I don't even think I had Nutella until maybe a year or two ago. Ooh, okay. I was like, oh, this is this is not bad. But it's not something that I normally stock in my house. Sure. In fact, you're much more likely to see me with almond butter. So peanut butter would probably be the go-to when it comes to peanut butter and Nutella because I don't even have it to act. I don't have it to put on anything right now. So peanut butter ends up being the go-to. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, number one, why not both? But yes, if you have to pick one, um, you're right. Peanut butter is just more accessible or just kind of any nut butter. will put it in there for almond butter, whatever you want to do, because they're all good. Um, it's just more accessible. It's cheaper. Number one, Nutella is expensive. Like that's the other thing too is like, you get Nutella, that's like a treat. That's not a household staple. That's what it is. Like, you know, kids are like, Daddy, I'm hungry. It's like, okay, grilled cheese sandwich or peanut butter sandwich. Those are the staples. I don't sit there and bust out mm-hmm. like, is a Nutella? Like, ah, that's that's for, you know, certain baking desserts. You add some Nutella to it. But they're both really good. But um, I think peanut butter is more versatile than Nutella is. 
personally. Yeah, and can you do Nutella with jam? Is that a thing? Even though I know you apparently don't like jelly, I'm just I'm so disappointed in you. I don't eat fruit at all, and and jam is made from fruit. What kind of nonsense? How do you not eat fruit? Fruit is wonderful. Nope. I have a consistency issue with when eating. So if food is a certain type of consistency, uh, I'm looking and Nutella has, yeah, I mean, some people do it. Chocolate, Nutella, jelly, mooncakes, Nutella and strawberry jelly, heart pies. So yeah, apparently you can put Nutella with jam. Um, I have a hard time with consistencies and textures in food. So mm-hmm. fruit is one of those things that it, it triggers me a little bit. I can do like an apple. Like that's fine. Like that's a different consistency. But you get into any of those mushy fruits or kind of like, you know, like a strawberry or a raspberry, things like that. I can't, I can't oh, deal with the consistency. Man. Same reason I can't eat Jello. I can't eat Jello at all. Like that, that makes me. Gag. I, love I can't do it. I, love I can't it. do it. Jello's amazing. I can't eat a banana. I won't eat a banana to save my life. I can't do them. I can't. That is where I have an issue with the texture. I, mm. can, I know. I love banana flavored things. Yes, I love fruit flavored things. Banana, I just won't eat them. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do yeah. a banana. But that's my, that's my struggle with jelly. So then you factor in number one, it's fruit and it's a weird consistency like jelly. I can't do it. I cannot believe that you don't like the jelly things. Jello was amazing. Kevin, you're tripping. I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, man, just peanut butter sandwiches all through elementary school. But uh, that's it for questions this week, everyone. So thank you so much for sending those in. As you know, we will reach out in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, head over to psvg.blog and get in that Discord. It is a hop in place. There's different categories for whatever you're into, whether it's movies, PlayStation, Xbox. If you want to cross-mingle and irritate people in each other the chat rooms, that happens a lot, too. Um, but join us because <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, I feel seen. I feel seen. <laughs> A little bit. You know, you and Donnie kind of had some back and forth the last couple of days. Um, but yes, thank you everyone for the questions. Uh, as always, uh, nothing is off the table, apparently. So good to have you on the show. But it's been a week, Dev. So it's time for us to talk about the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> And sir, since you are the guest, I will allow you to go first with a news story. All right. So there was this controversial game that was announced way back in the day, um, back in what, like uh, about 11 years ago. Six days in Fallujah. It was, it, it was announced it was going to be this game about like real war, like what actually happened. And it just got so much feedback. Um, and just negative press that Konami decided they were just going to go ahead and just drop the game. So no more. We're not doing this. People are too triggered by the fact that it's dealing with like real accounts of war and what it was really like. People just did not like that. It felt like the glorification of that. And they just they just weren't really feeling it. So they said, OK, we're not going to do it. Dropped it and everything. So come to today, we find out that uh, another studio has actually picked this up. And it's actually ex-Bungie devs, ex-Halo devs um, that have all come together to create this game to tell this story. Uh, they've been collaborating with uh, real, like actual U.S. soldiers, Marines, all of that to actually, because they really want to tell this story because you don't know what war is really like until you've been there. So this is not so much a glorification of it or trying to, you know, say, you know, war is this great thing. It's, it's really just about telling a story. And it's something that you can really only do in, in video games, in books and, and in media where you can truly tell a story to give people an idea of what it is. Um, one of the guys that they are actually working with, uh, a Marine Sergeant, Eddie Garcia, who was wounded in the Battle of Fallujah. Um, he said, sometimes the only way to understand what's true is to experience that reality for your, for themselves. So they're really trying to create this type of game where you can actually see more or less what it's actually like to be in war, which is going to be jarring. It's going to, it's going to turn a lot of people off, but it's also going to expose a lot of people to what it can really be like. So I'm more interested in the story aspects of the actual game than anything else. It could be really interesting. We'll see what happens if they get enough you know, pushback, but it's only going to come out on PC and they say consoles at some point. It's supposed to come this year, which is even crazier. Mm. So I don't know if you if you heard about this, but I remember hearing about this and hearing all the pushback. And it's 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 always come up every now and again in gamer circles about this game and what it could have been and how, you know, just like I don't want to touch that, you know, but I, I think it's 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 very interesting that somebody has decided they're going to uh bring this up from its grave and uh you know 
bring it out so yeah i mean this is crazy i do remember the game being announced i remember the controversy at the time and then i completely forgot about it until i saw you had posted this i was like oh man that it's right that was a thing and i, I do recall it mm-hmm. and i'll tell you the, the footage that they're showing it, it's it's all cgi trailer that's mm-hmm. in this video with this article but it looks pretty good um and you're right it's it's a touchy subject because you look at some of the best campaigns in call of duty are probably for me at least are the ones that are more grounded uh, they're yeah. not like these crazy over the top, you know, set pieces that they do that well too. But it's those more urban sprawling period, you know, of gameplay. This looks just like that. You know, you're going from yeah. door to door, you're kicking in doors, you don't know where anybody's hiding. Um, and then it's always just that fear of in this type of environment, in this type part of the world, is you don't know who the enemy is. They're not wearing uniforms like like our soldiers mm-hmm. were. So you it, it's that constant fear and tension that you get from that. So it's you're right. It's a great thing for people to learn from and get that real – if this does stick to what they're trying to do, you get that real sense of what war can be um, versus doing something like Battlefield where they try and be authentic too. But that was like 100 years ago. So it doesn't feel yeah. as modern. But this is going to be modern weapons, you know, semi-modern. It's early 2000s. But it, it's yeah. it's more real to what's going on today. And that's mm-hmm. makes it scarier and more – genuine i think when when you play something like that to be open to it so i think it's really cool yep. I, i'd be excited to see where it goes and um you know i i would think and this is where it gets tough is typically these types of games nowadays in order to be financially successful they have to have a gimmick with it or they have to have this multiplayer aspect to it or a battle royale yep. aspect to it i wouldn't expect something like this to have any of that because i feel like they're going for that authentic thing so will they be financially successful if they're going to try and charge 60 70 bucks for this if it's going to be just a campaign story without that gimmick yeah it's really hard to say i mean we have definitely seen the rise of the single player game as of late where people are really enjoying jumping into these single player games and um going along for the ride going along for the story so if this has a good enough story and it's compelling enough Mm -hmm. uh, it's possible that it, it could end up being a financial success because again we've got nothing but time we're all locked down so people are playing more games so it's very possible it's like you know what i don't want to play this campaign or i don't or i don't want to play this this battle royale i I just want to play a shooter that's a story based that i can just go through and and not have to worry about you know being spawn sniped or anything like that so it's possible that it could take off because my favorite part of the call of duty games have always been the campaigns yeah this last modern warfare campaign i really enjoyed it was good and it was it was like that it was like you you came into a door and you didn't know if somebody was there on the other side. You couldn't tell. They weren't wearing uniforms. And it gives you that much grittier grounded feel. And it it adds that tension. And I think that this can also bring more of a, a newfound respect for like our soldiers and what they actually yeah. go through. And I think that's important because it feels like the Call of Duties, the battlefields, the war zone, it glorifies you know, mm-hmm. war and running around killing people and stuff like that. So this could could be like the counter that that brings a more grounded reality to it and gives us that respect back for what our soldiers actually go through and what they see. So, so you're saying like no it. kill streak perks? No, not at all. Okay, no, that's a bummer, man. You kill like eight people, you don't get a bomber to come by and help you. I mean, maybe you might get a burger. How about that? Can we get kill streak burgers? We get a, a burger just drops down, you know. Or it's like, or it's like Hunger Games, you know. You get, a, you get. That's your perk. Somebody sees you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and drop you off. So. I'm gonna sponsor him. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, all right. So to go from something grounded in reality to the completely absurd, let's talk about this Borderlands movie, man. Oh my god. So they've been <laughs> announcing person after person after person for this, and I honestly haven't really. I mean, I paid enough attention that I know what's going on, but in my head, I'm like, this can't be good. Like, the amount of stars they have, and we'll talk about that in just a sec, backing this thing seems really weird That for a video game mm-hmm. movie, for sure, where you're like, these people don't know anything about this. Like, they, they, there's no way they know anything about this, you know, subject matter. So, we're, what's the end game here? Well, you know, so they've announced Kate Blanchett was on. Kevin Hart was recently announced. Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. was announced. So, like... Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no way Jamie... Well, Jamie Lee Curtis is a gamer. I will give her that. She's a big um, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft person. Um, yep, Kate Blanchett, is. I don't think she has any ties to anything there, I don't think. Kevin no, Hart, no, I'm no. not sure either. I don't think he's a big gamer either. Um, But this next person who's announced today playing yes. Claptrap is very mm-hmm. much a gamer. Very, very much a gamer. And that's Jack Black is going to be playing Claptrap. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not even <laughs> mad about this one. 
Me either. At first, I was like, man, you got Kevin Hart and he's rolling. Shouldn't he be Claptrap? And then they announced this. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'm, my bad. Y'all know yeah. what y'all doing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think Kevin Hart is cast right for the person he's playing, but Not okay. Oh, I don't get that. I don't get that casting at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, they're just two people away from Jumanji again. So I'm just, I'm just exactly. throwing that out there. And so people Pandora hate on Jumanji, but I like Jumanji? them. I like both those I, movies. They were good. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> they were better than they had any right being. Like, let's be honest, that's, they were better than they should have been. That's the honest to god truth. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is something I think that I now be paying attention to because maybe they're onto something here. But I think Jack Black playing Claptrap is is perfect. Um, yeah. I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think of like if I was casting who else I would have put in that role. Other than the person who does the voice anyway, because let's be honest, you're not going to see Jack Black as Claptrap. So it's going to be a voice anyway. Like you could have just put the person who plays Claptrap as Claptrap, but yeah, 100%. You know, I don't think I can yeah. think of a better person. Like, no, this is, oh my God, this is the comedic relief and the dumb stuff that Claptrap says yes. is so perfect for Jack Black. It's just, it, this casting is almost too good. And actually makes me think, okay, like you said, maybe they're onto something. Maybe this might not be. A garbage fire. The only yeah. person who honestly seems out of place is Kate Blanchett. Yep. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis can fit in with a Kevin Hart and yes. a Jack Black I think very so. easily. Yeah. Especially with the crazy character she's playing. So well, that too. And I mean, and Jamie Lee Curtis plays like a wide range of stuff. Like you think about, mm-hmm. you know, she'll play, you know, Halloween movies. She's in the Halloween movies, but then she does Christmas with the Cranks for Tim Allen. Like it's just yeah. these weird, random things. Like that makes sense. And and I mean, Jack Black, you just give him a little bit of a voice filter on the give him that mechanical tinge to his voice. I think it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, other thing, the, the other thing that's weird to me too is, is okay. The Chernobyl creator is, is writing the script. That seems a little, yeah. I mean, not weird because writers do, you know, wide range of things. But you think mm-hmm. about Chernobyl and you're like, well, that's dis- you know, dis- you know dis- not disappointing, but it puts you down, man. That's saddening, like that yeah. script. Like it's not a good story. Um, but then it was a great show. I love right? that series. It was really well done. So it's like, okay, so he can actually write a really good story. Can he? Can that translate to Borderlands? Borderlands is like over the top. We're talking yeah. about butt stallions here, okay? Yeah, like it's it's out there. So. Like, what is this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, you, have, you have him writing, you have Eli Roth directing it. So it's. I got, I got nothing. I have, I have no idea. It feels like it's just going to be off the rails nonsense, but it could be, it could be great. Who knows? Yeah. I I'm guess so confused. time will tell. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. What else you got? All right. So <laughs> we've been on this trend lately of having these. Video game character or not video game, these 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 artists having these these concerts in Fortnite. So we've had, I believe it was who was the last one that we had? Because I feel like there was one that was just that they just did um in Fortnite. Travis Scott was the last big, Travis big Scott. one. Okay. Yeah. So we had Travis Scott, we had a couple of other you know concerts in Fortnite, but now this one, I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't understand, I don't get it, but apparently. Post Malone is going to be performing at a virtual Pokemon Day concert. Now, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I'm not a Pokemon guy. But I would have never put the two of these people together. I would have never thought Post Malone and Pokemon in any way, shape, or form. Like, it seems like the oddest coupling ever. Like, do people who play Pokemon that aren't, like, our age, they know, do they listen to Pokemon? Where's the crossover? I'm so confused by this. I mean, Pokemon nowadays is just weird. You got, you know, McDonald's doing the card promo and grown men are going out spending $400 on Happy Meals to get the cards. Um, mm-hmm. or, or they're just going to just buy, if certain restaurants were letting people just buy the cards, they were just buying the cards. I did see one dude who bought like 40 Happy Meals. He took all the cards, but then he went around driving and gave the Happy Meals to homeless people. So I'm like, That's nice. all right, uh, I'll. A little bit there. But you see people like Target and Walmart like fighting over Pokemon cards. Like Pokemon card scalping is like a huge thing now too. Like it's very strange. Um but yeah, I don't yeah. understand the post Maluma at all. Like it's not he's not kids' music. So who are you appealing to? The the, the actual twenty yeah. five year olds because it's the twenty fifth anniversary? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And but if I don't know, man. It's it, so weird. And this is part <laughs> of like a a concert series that they're doing. 
Yeah, because so, I guess they're also doing Katy Perry or something. With which that well. almost makes more sense because she's just nuts. Pop. It's pop. She's going to she's gonna come out dressed her. as a Pokeball or in a Pikachu costume to do her thing. And, that, and we'll be like, oh, okay, that's Katy Perry. That makes sense. I don't get Post Malone. I, just I don't. don't either. I'm so confused by it. Like, I, I, what? Huh? It's, I mean, I guess maybe he's just like a big Pokemon fan. Maybe he reached out to Nintendo like, hey, I've been playing Pokemon for years. I know that you guys have this 25th anniversary coming up and I want to do something with you guys. Like, I, I, that's the only thing that I can think of is it like maybe he reached out and he's a huge Pokemon fan. And it's going to be an animated thing, that, which is even odder to me. Yeah, it says the, yeah, the animated version of Malone suggests the concert could be a hybrid between the live action and virtual performance. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I would imagine he's got to be. Well, who's like who's organizing this? Because you think <laughs> you know. think if if it was the Japan arm of Nintendo, Post Malone, I can't imagine is a big thing over there. Katy Perry, I, I can see be. being a big thing because she fits that mm-hmm. model of their type of entertainment and off yeah. the wall kookiness. But I don't see Post Malone. I don't know, man. Maybe we're just too old. Maybe that's what it is. Like we're just too old and we don't have it. But apparently, maybe maybe these young kids playing Pokemon are listening to Post Malone in some way, shape, or form. And it's there's some crossover with some J-pop or something. I don't know. It's not those damn Nintendo Shack kids. Maybe they know something we don't like. I'm sure they're talking about it. Be like, maybe, maybe it's all going to make sense when we listen to Nintendo Shack as to why Post Malone is there. But I mean, other than him probably being uh, close to a human version of a Pokemon, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean. I mean, have you seen the tats and everything? He definitely is a video game character at this point. Yeah. Like, he he would fit right... He would fit in Cyberpunk, no problem. Yeah. And I, he would be... This animated version of him in this trailer looks like a Fortnite skin to me. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. like. But, yeah, I don't... I, dude, I don't know. So, yeah. I, I, guess, I feel okay, like, I feel like we're too old, but the kids who should be into Pokemon are too young. So, I don't know. Yeah. It says it's all a part of a collaboration between Pokemon and Universal Music Group called P25 Music. So I guess Pokemon 25. I, I don't know. Music Group. I'm Let's so... see who else is in Universal Music Group. Artists. Let's see if there's somebody else that would actually make more sense in here. Um, ja Rule. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Fire Festival. <laughs> oh, let, me, let, me pull, all right, let me pull up the wikipedia entrance okay let's just point out some some high highlights here if you will 112 akon afro man <laughs> let's let's do that uh ashanti um david banner here we go yeah uh drake bell <laughs> uh bloodhound gang hey let's go with that um try to see any other high notes here calvin harris Chameleonaire. Come, come, uh, they still <laughs> consider him an artist? Like, what? I Chumbawamba's on here, dude. Talk about 90s right there. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, DJ I can even see her doing something for Pokemon before you saw Post Malone. Oh, Drake Drake is on Universal. Drake oh, would almost boy. make more sense yeah. than Post Malone, at least as far as you know his nerd status. Uh, Godsmack, Selena Gomez. Um... Elton John, Elton John, he could dress up. He, I can see him doing something dressed up as a Pokemon. Absolutely. Um, Little Romeo, there you go. <laughs> oh goodness, <laughs> this is just fun just to read this <laughs> list of people here. Um, let's see, trying to find any other Nelly. There you go. Air Force Ones. Let's go. This is this is just a this is just a list of people who've done soundtracks on the Fast and the Furious. This is all this really is. And you, you break it down. <laughs> Busta Rhymes, Raekwon. Uh, Rammstein, big in Germany. Soldier Boy Talent. Yeah, there you go. Trying to see if any other T. Boz, Taylor Swift, uh, and then Young Buck. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but see, I don't even see Katy Perry on this list. So how's this a collaboration? Did yeah, I, miss I don't her? know, man. Or is Wikipedia articles wrong? I don't know. Oh well. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's 25th anniversary. You go big. I just don't understand how how Post Malone like really fits. But you know, like you said, maybe the Nintendo kids will will, will have a better idea. I can't imagine Donnie knowing like where the fit is. Uh, Garrett and Rebecca, maybe they're they're younger. Maybe they maybe they're in that generation who's like, oh yeah, Post Malone is this dude with Pokemon. He got it. I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. 
but I thought it was interesting. It, it is. To say the least. It is. Um, and then more interesting video game casting news, if you will. Um, the Last of Us has been talked about a bit from for the HBO miniseries that they're going to be doing that documents the first uh, game, basically, which is still a long ways out. That was announced last March, so as this pandemic started, um, <clears throat> the show's pilot, uh, plot will going to follow the original 2013 video game with Joel struggling to cross post-apocalyptic former United States alongside Ellie, teenage girl who may hold the key to humanity's future, and Funkle zombies, so on and so forth. Well, they announced, finally, who are Ellie and Joel are. Uh, and Ellie is going to be played by Bella Ramsey, who is known from Game of Thrones primarily as Liana Mormont, I guess. I, yes. Okay. She was awesome. Okay. I watched one season of Game of Thrones, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't even in it. I don't even know. She was in the very last season. Okay. So, yeah. Right up my head. I asked my wife, and she didn't know who she was by name. But then I showed her a picture of her in Game of Thrones, and she's like, oh, yeah, she's pretty good. She, she's a kid. And I'm like, oh, well, th- this works for this. I'm like, that. Yeah. Great. She was, she was, she was great. She stole that season. She was just oh, good. She was awesome. So, so I, I feel good about that casting. And just looking at her, I'm like, okay, she looks like she could pull off an Ellie type role. Well, we have our Joel now. And that is going to yes, be we do. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this news. It, I don't know how I feel about it. And I think it's only because of the, the past couple of things I've seen him in. It's hard for me to see him as Joel. But I also have a hard, a hard like, it's hard for me to see anybody as Joel other than Troy Baker's voice. Yes. It's so Joel's voice to me. It's just, it's, he nailed it. So to have anybody else step into that, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to see him, see him in it because like, I think of Pedro Pascal. I think of the Mandalorian. I think of Oberyn Tyrell from also game of Thrones. And then I just watched the equalizer too. And he was the bad guy in that. And I'm just like, (laughs) that's right. I just, it's just like, I can't, I don't see him as Joel. So I, I believe in their vision and what they're doing. And, you know, he's been great in everything that I've seen him in. So I, I imagine he's going to be able to nail this role. It's just, it just, it's hard for me to get away from the Joel that we already have. So it's going to be just, I, I just, I got to see it. I trust their vision. I'm sure they're going to make it, ama- make an amazing HBO does a good, does a good job. Mm. Naughty Dog and Neil know what they're doing with that franchise, so I imagine whatever it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic about this, which is rare for me to to be like that, but I'm excited by the casting. I think it's in good hands. But you're right; it almost makes me wonder. Is you think about how games are made nowadays, especially mm-hmm. games like Last of Us? It's like, why would you almost just try and ask those people if they want to just be in it? Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they're totally, doing all they're doing all the acting they're doing the motion capture and the motion capture it's like can it be that different i don't i mean i'm sure it is to some extent for sure but is it that far that you can't just say hey let's get them but yeah can we digitally age down ashley johnson enough to look that young still that's probably a problem but yeah i mean well, I feel I mean, like look, at Baker, disney, could, look at the stuff disney does i mean they yeah <laughs> they have I the mean, technology we got a young we got a young Nick Fury in a couple of movies, so sure, why not, right? Right, right. It's like I movie. mean, uh, you could, believable. Yeah, you could definitely age up Troy, make him make him look like Joel. Like you could, you could do that. You could do that. But you know what? Like I said, I'm gonna trust their vision. It's gonna be Game of Thrones 2.0 because you got Game of Thrones characters playing. Like I want to see the rest of the castings, but I feel like you know this is gonna be good. I still would much rather see a story that's not Joel and Ellie's because I've seen it enough. Sure. I, I think if it's big enough, they'll do spinoffs. Like you look at what Game of Thrones is oh, doing yeah. now; they're doing series mm-hmm. about stuff that didn't, you know. There's no books for it to, you know, base yeah. it off of. I think they'll do spinoffs if it's big enough. And I think they, I think you almost had to start with this to get people invested, and then you could start, you know, branching off and doing other stories, which I think it would yeah. work then. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's kind of like, well, we already know this story. It, they're not gonna, you know, Neil, Neil might put in a couple you know, twists that weren't in the game, perhaps, or things that he mm-hmm. wanted to include in the game that couldn't make it for whatever reason, um, story-wise. But you're right. You ultimately know where it's going to begin, middle and end of where it's going to go in that path. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. And, and it's certainly a turn, you know, when we first were adding this to the docket yesterday, there was a different announcement for who was who was oh, going to yeah. be Joel. And it was drastically different. Um, yeah, that had us go down a whole different. It was very different thoughts indeed. Yeah, Marshall. I can't even pronounce his name. Yeah, Marshall Ali or whatever. Um, a black person, a black guy, gonna yeah. be Joel. Like for me, I'm like, 
uh, don't do that. For me, I hate when you do that, and especially if we want to put it under. And again, this was just a rumor that that guys yes. that was told, and we just took it. We took it all the way there yep. in the yep. Discord. And for me, anytime you change a character's like race, a character that's already well established to mm-hmm. me, it just it's not it doesn't feel like diversity or inclusion at all. It feels like pandering. I don't like sure. when you do that. There's no need to do that. This character is already established. If you want to have diversity, inclusion, persons of color, women, just create those characters. Don't change yep. them. Yeah. Like, do do the do spinoffs. That. There's no reason he can't star in the spinoff series. Like he's yeah. he's a great actor. He was in he was in Luke Cage, wasn't he? Yes, Cottonmouth. He right. Okay, amazing. that's what I thought. I mean, he did fantastic. So, like, I have no problem with him as an actor. I'm not saying he couldn't handle a role like Joel. But you're right. It's, oh yeah. We, we didn't know this character. You can't go and change it. And that's, that's the thing that Pedro has to deal with. So yes, when you look at him, he visually looks more like Joel, but can he then act like Joel? Because that's the second mm-hmm. thing we as gamers are going to be like, well, he doesn't, he's not Joel. Like, yeah, he's got right. that name, but he doesn't, Joel doesn't, isn't grizzled. You know, this guy isn't grizzled enough to be Joel or have the cases. Like I can't feel the pain right. of him losing his daughter. Spoilers, everybody, if you don't know at this point, um, yeah. you know, if he can't pull that off, that, that's going to be, you know, the critics are going to be on top of him for that as well. Like we're going to be just as yeah. harsh on him. As if you were changing the race of a character, but you're right. It's like it totally would have been something that would have been pandering. It would have been weird because he's an established character. You just don't Mm -hmm. change that and tell the same story. If you're telling a different story, totally fine. Like you look at, you know, look at the success of Hamilton. You had Mm -hmm. people of color playing every different, you know, almost every character in that that show. But here's the thing: you told the story in an entirely different way. They weren't established people that when you're like, hey, I know what Hamilton's like, and this guy was nothing like, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda's nothing like Hamilton. No, you weren't thinking that. It was a different story. It was a different tale you were telling. If they are literally following the plot of the original game, you know how Joel is supposed to be. You know how Ellie is supposed to be. And something like that where, like, yeah, he could, maybe he could act just like Joel, but that visual disconnection is going to hurt Mm -hmm. The perception of that where you're like that it's not joel like it's just not yeah joel. But, yeah and it's like why do that like who who are you really serving by doing that change like it just doesn't make any sense i don't see who that benefits it's just gonna piss people off mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have people that be like yeah inclusion and it's like no that's not inclusion and then have people who are upset like you, he already exists why'd you change him like so that that wasn't mm-hmm. gonna make anybody happy so i'm glad that they actually came out with this news to be like yeah we're gonna go ahead and add that real quick we're just gonna squash that because that's not what we're doing this is joel and like you say we don't know if you're gonna be able to hear the pain in pedro's Mm -hmm. voice because like i can't think of any roles where he played that like i hear the mandalorian and i hear oberon had some pain because he was really upset about his wife being killed by the mountain so there was some pain there but i don't know if it's like that that grizzled like that pain that we got with joel but We'll see. Yeah. We will see. We will see. But yeah. So folks, that's all I got for news this week. That we're gonna wrap up the show for this week, in fact. Um, but before we go, Dev, where can people find you if in case they don't know? If they're living under a rock and they say, This dev guy's pretty cool. I like to listen to more of him and maybe some much crazier shenanigans that go on somewhere oh, else yes. on the internet. <laughs> where could they do so? You can always find me every Wednesday hosting PlayStation XP here on the PSVG Podcast Network, as well as our monthly show, Game Tech, where I get to harass Donnie um, for all of his bad tech decisions. On PSXP, you can hear me and Haley go at it and Delvin just laughing in the background as we go on tangents about shows on the CW. It's a great time had by all. And you can also find me on Twitter at that Ninja Dev or at Dev Atias. One of the two. I don't know. Just I'm everywhere at that Ninja Dev. Come find me. Talk some trash and watch me and Donnie get into it on our Discord. You know, I think, um, you know, Gilmore Girls was once on CW, actually. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. So we did <laughs> you talk say, about a CW show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Didn't even realize. I just had to Google. I'm like, wait a minute. Were they on? I knew it was on the CW because I saw it was trending earlier this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to bring up CW shows. Well, you watch one, sir. It was trending this week. Why was Gilmore Girls trending this week? I don't even know. I just happened to see it trending on Twitter. I was like, why is Gilmore Girls? But I didn't click it because I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) Now I need to look this up. Gosh, darn it, Dev. What have you done? Oh, all right, folks. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin on all of the things. Um, Lucas should hopefully be back next week. So I do want to thank Dev once again for joining me and having some fun here on Prime. We don't get to talk 
you know, actually talk that yeah. often. So it was nice to do so. <laughs> so we have to make sure we do that more often. As Lucas, as Lucas said, let me let me get up the exact verbiage for you, so you know what Lucas said when I said you were filling in. Um, one moment here. Great podcasting. <laughs> well, it's definitely been a pleasure. I'm I'm glad to to come over here and help you out. And I can't fill Lucas's shoes. I just I can't. We don't wear the same shoe size, so it's physically impossible. I said I got Dev lined up for tonight. His response is, "I like Dev. He's good people." Oh, so I love you, Lucas. You're my homie. You bring all the joy to our Discord with your shenanigans. It's 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 a lovely time. It's true. Sure, I got nothing else to add to that. So, folks, head over to psvg.blog to find links to all the great stuff we do, including the PlayStation Experience and all the other great shows on the network. You can get links to the Discord, as we talked about, the website, all the podcasts you can subscribe to, the Patreon if you want to support us there. So head on over there, psvg.blog. So I thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. But most importantly, as always, I'm going to ask that you never stop casting Jack Black in amazing roles. <laughs> you a curveball. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.